Welcome, we got a lot of show. I'm your host, Rashad Richard, good to be with you. A lot on the agenda, breaking down news of the day. My contributor, Wozni, Rebel HQ contributor, host of Woke Bros, writer at The Ringer. Also, my debate segment, we got Mr. Hal Lambert, founder and CEO of Point Bridge Capital, creator of MAGA, EFT, former Ted Cruz National Finance Director. This should be an interesting debate. We're gonna talk about the Supreme Court decision in America. All right, top story of the day, black support for President Joe Biden at an all time low. I'm not talking about just low based on the standards of the Biden administration. I'm talking about low based on the standards of polling data as it relates to Democrats in the modern era. That's how bad it is. There's a new poll out, President Joe Biden and the Democratic Party, they're not looking good at all. It has fallen now by double digits. It was already headed in the wrong direction in the first place as it relates to Biden. Back in 2021, Senator Cory Booker warned that Democrats would need to get the black vote to win vital elections during November 2022 midterms, he said it. Biden's approval rating has lost 20 points since the summer of 2021. And the president had the support of damn near 90%, 87% of black voters. Now that approval rating is 67% according to Mediate. Biden's net approval, I want you to contrast the numbers overall. His net approval rating fell about 38 points among independents in Michigan, along with 33 point declines with the group in Georgia and Minnesota. More than half of Democratic voters strongly approve of Biden's performance in only one state, Wyoming, compared to 47 states in the first quarter of 2021. In 2020, Democrats won more than 77% of black voters in house races. This is important. Current polling shows the party is only 62% among black voters in house races. Now let's talk about this for a minute. You go from almost 80%, 77% of black support is typically connected to various congressional races in the midterm election cycle. That's how it works in a normative cycle. Sometimes that number is even higher. When you have an effective president, you have a hyper turnout. When you have an ineffective president, at least as it is interpreted by the voting masses, you have a depressed turnout. Now you have what's called an anomaly. This is not normative whatsoever. This is the lowest polling we have seen ever connected to black voters and Democrats. That's a problem. Now, I know some people will say black people just need to get up and vote. No, black people need to have a reason to vote. This is a job interview, it's an application process. You are hired as a politician. That vote is the board of directors saying they have confidence in your ability to deliver. So let's talk about the deliverables. When you run on a platform that says, vote for us and here's what we're going to do for you. We're going to deliver you criminal justice reform. We're going to deliver a pay equity model. We are going to build back better. We're going to make sure that if you vote for us, 
we are going to protect your rights, voting rights being primary. And then after a couple of years, you're saying, well, we're not able to do it because of these other factors we did not calculate during the time we told you we could do it. Let me be very clear, there are moves on the table. And I get it, we don't elect a king, we elect a president. That president is contextualized through the reality of a democracy. I get that 100%. Also get the fact that there are moves on the table that Biden has refused to make that are available to him as the chief executive of this country. He has refused to launch a holistic and aggressive campaign against Democrats who refuse to get with the program. He doesn't go after cinema. He doesn't go after mansion. He may send out a press release from the White House. He may put something on the website, but he doesn't really go after them. I would park and camp in their states until they would know more. They would not have to worry about getting past a general because I will make sure they could not get past a democratic primary. Let's play ball. That's how you do it. This is a new era of politics. Joe Biden is an institutionalist. Remember when he said that nothing will fundamentally change? Remember he said that? We should have believed him. There's more. And listen, I'm harsh, I know, but I'm harsh for a reason. I need them to snap out of it. I need them to snap out of it because they are not connected to the communities that I'm connected to or you're connected to. They're in a bubble, they're in a silo. They're not adversely affected by these policies like we are. They don't get to see it and feel it and be in the atmosphere of it like we do. So I'm hoping they snap out of this. That's why I'm willing to give them tough love today. There's more. Network senior data reporter Harry Enton noted on CNN and I quote, I wanna put this in a historical comparison for you. This really gets at how low that 62 point margin is. Democrats have won black voters by 75% or more in every single election this century. Century. The last time Democrats had similar low ratings with black voters was in 2004 when Democrats attracted only 77% support for John Kerry. Remember what happened there? While the CNN poll did not go into the reasons behind the low polling, many experts think it is due to disappointment and frustration felt by black voters. You don't say, you don't say. You see, we voted for not only a political party, black folks voted for a fundamental change. They voted for different, they voted for transformation. They said, this is something we need an advocate to change for this country. Now let's talk about this plainly. Black people have routinely been the moral voice of this entire country. From the civil rights movement to the women's suffrage movement, and it goes on and on. Think about how bad this country would be today, how immoral this country would be today if it had not been for black folks leading and guiding the moral compass. Joe Biden would not be president right now if it had not been for black voters. There's more. William Joyner, a 54 year old Democrat in a New York Times interview said, and I quote, Biden made promises to black people he has not kept yet. A lot of people are upset with Biden. 
We have high gas prices, everything is so expensive right now. Here's what's going to happen, it's called the pylon effect. There are things that Biden will get blamed for that's truly outside of his control. But there's so much that is within his control. And when you come across as a person who cannot deliver, then they will start blaming you for it all. Let me make another comparison. Donald Trump delivered very little based on the promises he made. Look at it, pound for pound, he delivered very little. But he made his core feel like he tried his absolute best. Now I don't like his methodology, I don't like the man. I don't like who he is nor what he represents. But his base believed he tried to execute the strategy and the platform protocol with everything he had. Now, did he really? Probably not, but his people believe he did. He was willing to break the law. He was willing to continue to push the needle until the judge told him not to. Why don't we do that? Why don't we push the needle, push the agenda? I mean, we're hiding behind some office policy about the filibuster at the US Senate, or maybe perhaps we need to hide behind the parliamentarian who nobody elected in this country. No, 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 parliamentarian says, no, we cannot do this in the budget because it does not connect to the debt. The fiscal budget must be included in order for us to bypass the filibuster rules. Thus say at the parliamentarian, damn the parliamentarian. You know what happened in the 90s when the parliamentarian tried that with Republicans? They fired the parliamentarian <laughs> and got another one in that did exactly what they wanted to do. It's called politics, damn it, play ball. There has seemingly been no movement on Biden's much touted lift every voice, a plan for black America, which was a major campaign promise to black America. Reparations have not moved forward and the government failed to pass any meaningful police reform, all promises made. This is a policy game. Policy is the contract between community and government. You give us a bad contract, we reject it. Now I'm hoping that my dear brother, President Biden wakes up to the reality of what is about to go down. They are setting the stage for a dictatorship to be next. You have an opportunity here to do the right thing. And maybe this poll, maybe the midterm election cycle will shake you out of whatever dream you're in. Wild thoughts here. Man, I, I really don't have a lot to add. You so thoroughly pointed out the many things that Joe Biden can do directly himself in order to improve things for black Americans. And what I think is important for people to realize is, you know, a lot of their sloganeering during Biden's campaign was decided that the Democrats specifically were going to save you. Um, and then, you know, when these guys get in power, they have the power to enact policies. Uh, people like Manchin and Cinema can say no, ostensibly who are Democrats. And so if you can't promise me that Democrats are gonna move in lockstep with the agenda of their leader, what is the point of that messaging? And the second thing I will say that I hope comes out of this, uh, Brother Richie, is that 
Black voters realize they've been led astray by the black leadership class, honestly. Um, you look at cats like Clyburn whipping up votes for Biden, um, church leaders, you name it. All of these black institutions that get out the vote for the Democratic Party and be like, they're gonna get it done for you guys. They're gonna get it done for the folks. I would hope that the masses of black people would look at the black leadership class and have some strongly worded questions for those people as well. Very well said. And I remember a few years ago, a woman named Michelle Nunn was running for the US Senate from the state of Georgia. She was not successful, but an email leaked to the media from her campaign. And this email was part of their campaign strategy. And was it laid out a policy plan in order to obtain the Jewish vote, a policy plan in order to obtain the white female voters, a policy plan for white males. And then when it got to black voters, it simply said, go to the churches, mm. get influencers. There mm. was no policy sentence connected to their internal campaign strategy to motivate motivate black voters to vote. They've been and running this game on us for 40 yeah. years, Dr. Richie. Yeah, time out for that. All right, 62% and the numbers going in the wrong direction still. This is really interesting. Dave Chappelle attacked, tackled on stage at a comedy concert. Chris Rock was there as well, Busta Rhymes and Jamie Foxx. Here it is. History. Thank you, son. It was a, it was a trans man. <laughs> Damn. Now, obviously, uh, this is not appropriate to uh, rush somebody on stage and then physically attack them because they may have told a joke that you don't like or did something that you disagree with. Uh, the person had a weapon. Uh, had a replica of a semi-automatic gun with a knife attached to it, according to some of the reports. Dave Chappelle could be dead right now, okay? Let's be very clear, he could be dead at this moment. Uh, there's more, uh, let's go uh, to the video of the beatdown. I mean, his arm looked like a damn spaghetti noodle. So they took him to the side of the stage and they beat him up. And now according to witnesses on the security started in on him first and then Buster Rhymes got involved and got some kicks in. Jamie Foxx got some kicks in as well. And Dave Chappelle had to end up telling them, hey, listen guys, please do this off of the stage. <laughs> it was all in front of everybody. Um, in the aftermath, Chris Rock and others joined Dave Chappelle. Chris Rock was a special guest that night. The irony of ironies, right? Here it is. Was that Will Smith? Oh, now everybody comes out for the curtain call. Shout out to Jamie Foxx, by the way. Jamie, Jamie, where you at? Whenever you're in trouble, 
sheriff's hat. play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. Sometimes that's how life works. <laughs> um, the man, let's put his picture up. We do have his information now. The man who was identified as Isaiah Lee is 23 years of age. Um, they call him a wannabe rapper, was arrested on a charge of assault with a deadly weapon. The police said he was taken to a hospital for treatment uh, because he got his ass kicked. His bail was set at $30,000. A knife blade and replica handgun were recovered from the scene. The spokeswoman said, adding that Mr. Chappelle was not injured in the attack. I gotta ask this question because it's a legitimate question at this point. Is this because of Will Smith? Like, think about it. If Will Smith would have never rushed the stage during a comedic routine and physically assaulted a comedian in the middle of their skit on international television, would this have happened? Now, obviously, uh, Isaiah is responsible for his activity. He will be held accountable. He has been apprehended. He will have to work himself through the legal system. But that question has to be posed. Now, I see some people on social media pushing back saying, "Oh, I cannot believe they did him that way. I cannot believe that they, they put him to the side of the road. Let, hold on, wait a minute. Here, here's It's a simple philosophy for me. If you are bad ass enough, to run on stage with a weapon to try and harm somebody. You have to be bad enough to take the repercussion if it doesn't work out your way. You, you gotta be bad on both sides. You can't just be bad one way and say, "Oh no, but I don't want that to happen. All right, Wozni, what are your thoughts when you saw this? I don't, I was happy he got his butt whooped. I'm sorry. I, I can't I can't be this person that's like, oh my God, they didn't have to do him so dirty. I'm sorry. There's just no reason for this. And it's just attention seeking behavior. I'm sure he thought he would get his name in the paper and all of this afterwards. And I'm I'm actually really happy they took care of that dude and worked him over. And you know, I see and you know, a lot of people were honestly praising. Will Smith for his actions and all of this stuff, which I thought was ridiculous. A grown right. man should be able to keep his composure. Um, and also, you know, if people have been watching the NBA playoffs, there have been multiple games where these animal rights, animal activist people 
have rushed onto the court and you know, sorry, security had to tackle some some of these people were women and they had to get pile drived. I mean, that's just life as far as I'm concerned when you do something like this. Yeah, but that was security, brother. That that was oh, just man, Buster Rhymes was- and <laughs> some of the security guards were involved in all due in all due respect. Uh, <laughs> security was involved, but you also had some extra security that got deputized yeah. quickly uh, and got involved in that. Uh, but listen, I don't like everything that Dave Chappelle says. All right, it's not yeah, agreement. Same. Full agreement is not required for me to call a ball ball and a strike strike. All right, yeah. somebody rushing the stage. And having a weapon that could actually kill somebody, I don't care who you are, that's not appropriate under any circumstance. And I don't hear the same people was saying things like, well, you know, the comedian probably offended him, like they were defending Will Smith. Why? Because the person who rushed the stage doesn't have the status of Will Smith, once again, proving our fascination with status. To me, Will Smith, what he did was just as egregious as what this person did. The only difference is that person had a weapon. There's more about the Kremlin. According to new reports, there will be an upcoming coup attempt to take the Kremlin out of power to take Vladimir Putin away from authority. Okay, this is interesting because I actually said from day one that in order for this to work, in order for you to neutralize a madman, there has to be a power vacuum and somebody inside of Russia, the leadership circle of Russia, will have to fill that power vacuum and take power away from Vladimir Putin. I said, that's the only way this is going to work. And hopefully sanctions will make enough people uncomfortable in Russia to where that becomes a reality. Sounds like that is now happening. Okay, disgruntled generals have now joined the FSB looking to oust Putin and end the Ukraine war. Now, according to reports, Putin and his propaganda ministers sold this war as a quick, easy win, and that it would liberate the people of the people in Ukraine. That's what he said. That's according to reports coming out now. And that's also why he decided to control the flow of information so that you could not get a contrary narrative inside of those silos in Russia. Rumors are swirling in Moscow. That a number of former generals and KGB officials are preparing to oust Russia's President Vladimir Putin and plan to end the war in Ukraine, which is increasingly seen across Russia as a strategic mistake and, above all, a complete economic disaster. The top of Putin's former employer, the Russian Security Service, FSB, It's said to be so frustrated by the lack of military progress in Ukraine that it has reached out to a number of generals and former army officials, according to various analysts and local media reports. In particular, a group called the Siloviki, which which comprises of former FSB officers who are active in Russian politics, is said to be pushing hard to replace Putin together with former officers from the GRU, KGB and FSO, other Russian intelligence units, all right? So the idea of a coup may be increasingly likely. is further strengthened by social media activity across Russia and Eastern Europe, which has gone into overdrive in the last 24 hours. Moreover, analysts in and outside of Russia 
have said all signs are there that Putin will face a coup very soon. The Russian president is reportedly very worried and has tightened security in and around the Kremlin. Does it matter? It matters a lot, said Russian security expert Andrei Seldatov, told the Center for European Policy Analysis. The Russian president has been bracing for a coup for some weeks, as has faced fierce criticism over his special operation in Ukraine. And he has purged around 150 of his spies over the constant failures. Now, the initial planning, this is according to an authority familiar with the situation, the initial planning and the initial phase of the invasion, invasion, where the Russian military naturally assumed that they're going there as liberators rather than the invaders. The first, the very first casualty of war is the troop. That's the first thing that dies. Because they have to create, and we've talked about this on Indisputable in length. They have to create what's called a front-leaning narrative. That front-leaning narrative is the sales pitch. In order for the sales pitch to work, you must lie about the reason they need the product. The first casualty of war is the truth. Waz, what do you think of this a possible coup maybe happening in the next few weeks? Yeah, I think people need to understand even the strongest of strong men cannot lead all by himself. Right. Right. Um, they lead at the behest of the other people within power, whether that be the generals. Um, and in this case, they're saying the generals aren't on his side. But what to that to me, what that means is that the oligarchs and the money are no longer on his side because the only people that can you know, sort of entice the generals and the intelligence community to lean in a different situation or the people with the rest of the means. Um, you know, like the people with the rest of the money uh, could maybe persuade these folks. And the bottom line is this hasn't worked out in the way that Putin uh, said that it would. Um, he hasn't delivered. And from all reports by, you know, all accounts, this guy has been super isolated because he's so afraid of COVID. He's been super isolated from people for two years now. So it's not like he's in direct contact with anybody. So the idea that people that matter, the oligarchs and the generals and the military people, that they could become disaffected by a guy that they don't even get to see anymore, that rings true to me. Even if this might be you know, Western propaganda, the facts on the ground remain the same. Like this war hasn't been some raging success for the Russian troops. Yeah, not at all. and. You have to give you have to give credit to the fighting spirit of the people in Ukraine. They have refused to give up. Yep. They are proud of their heritage. All right, we got more. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. Welcome back. We got a lot of show left. I'm going to read some of these amazing comments, but before I do that. Let me remind everybody, Max Burns. All right, I like saying that. That's dope, isn't it? Yep, Rebel HQ contributor now. You can find new videos of him talking about the important and impactful news stories of the day by going to facebook.com forward slash Rebel HQ. And also, let's make sure we get this done, okay? Podcast, download the podcast, indisputable as a podcast. We are everywhere Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Virtually wherever you get your podcast from, we are there, 
okay? Search for Indisputable, click follow, rate us five stars. All right, make sure you carry us wherever you go, just in case you missed some of the programming. We have fresh content seven days a week comes out. Okay, TYT member, um, I, I'm a damn lib. Democratic message, we're not going to kill you like the Republicans will. Republican message, hate and fear the others. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it, isn't it? Okay, um, next TYT reporter, I've been thinking about this for a long time. The military wasn't happy with Putin for this. Now he has them there and they are losing, yeah. He said this will be a quick, easy in and out. Nope. Um, YouTube Super Chat, William Jones, good doctor, glad to see you here. I am heartbroken about Nina Turner. Why do we continually vote against our best interests? Uh, messaging, uh, personality over policy, I'm heartbroken too. I'm heartbroken, I was extremely supportive of Nina Turner. Um, made contributions, obviously had great conversations with our dear sister. Uh, she should be in that position. But you're not just fighting against political power. You're fighting against interest, financial powers. You're fighting fighting against a messaging machine. And you're also fighting against the indoctrination of a particular voter. A voter may think a particular way because they have been taught and trained to think that way. And it becomes personality of a policy, which is a lose, it's a loss for us, okay? All right, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're gonna feel free, back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. If you would like to knock on right here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, okay so okay, that's on. Okay, okay. have identified this Karen at large. Let's go ahead and put up the mugshot. Publicly available information, this is Abby Jane Tabatowski. According to the narrative, this individual utilized various insensitive homophobic slurs and you saw the rest. Besides the alleged homophobic slurs, she also threw the N word out at least twice in the video. Now, here's the thing, okay? Arguments happen, okay? Arguments happen. I get into arguments, they happen. But when a person feels as if, well, this argument now, now necessitates that I go out, I have to now commit. Uh, property damage, I have to call you various slurs. Uh, and listen, that it landed you in jail, was it worth it? Now, this is a public service announcement to all of those who engage in Karenicity. Is this really worth it, the outcome that you see here? Is it worth it? Was thoughts? Obviously, it's not, it's not worth it. Um, 
Any anything you do after your nostrils flare as wide as that Karen's nostrils were flared, generally speaking, is not worth it. Um, in that moment, but what I thought found was interesting, Doctor Rich, was that she might have been a mixed Karen. Have we ever done a mixed oh, Karen done, on the show? We've done them all, brother. <laughs> we've <Okay>. done. We, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, getting in on the. Karenicity these days. That was a, uh, that was a bit scary. But she was so angry. It's just, I'm always just amazed by how angry folks are these days, man. Have folks always been this unhappy with life? I, it's amazing to me. You know, and it's it's a real thing. Now, Karenicity is a mindset. All right. Um, as a matter of fact, double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a In Sunday? You're I Yeah, this is an old white man, well aware of his white privilege, even has on the white privilege starter kit, a basic white polo and some khaki shorts and a goofy ass hat. All right. Did you notice how calm they were? The man is threatening to pepper spray people and then decides to physically assault a worker in the store. Loss prevention comes out, security. He says, hey, just calm down, all right? And he tells her, you better get away. All right, I'll I back away, I'll I get out of the way for you, Mr. White Man. Just imagine if um, a young black teenager would have been in that store acting mm. that way. Just imagine that, uh, aiming uh, pepper spray at people and physically assaulting a worker. And then loss prevention comes out and just says, hey, you just, you're gonna have to chill out here. All right, we, you're gonna have to calm down. Never would have happened because he has the complexion for protection. It's, it's ironic how this plays out, but it's so telling of how the implicit bias is automatic. Nobody thought he needed to be apprehended. Nobody thought he needed to be dragged out of that store. And nobody thought they should fight him back for physically assaulting them. All right. Was do you see it differently than I see it? No, I see it exactly the same. Although I would add one thing, I would add a couple of things. You forgot the part where the polo was tucked in. That's part of the <laughs> starter kit <laughs> as well. Yes. But but also what I would add is that you know I would like to see those black teenagers treated exactly as this guy is. Mm. We don't need the cops freaking treating people like practice dummies. You know what I mean, like. Treat everybody with the level of deference and respect that you treated this guy 
Um, but third, if I was that employee, once he would have charged me, headlock on the ground, noogies, it would have been over. You'd <laughs> have right. done. And, and listen, just, just for those who are keeping up with is pepper spray illegal? No, it is not illegal. Pepper spray is legal in all 50 states. However, possession and or use may be regulated or prohibited by law in some jurisdictions and improper use of pepper spray is a criminal act, all right? And one could be sued or some states fined up to $1,000. And also you can be in prison for up to three years for the improper use of pepper spray. All right, yeah, we got more on the other side, it's indisputable. Welcome back, we got a lot of show left. Let me read a few of these comments, okay? Nadia's Maximus says, I wish a Karen would and a Karen did. And that dude with the spray just committed assault and battery. That's right. Uh, May Money in the Building says, Big Waz, you always have me dying laughing. I need to know what you think about my GS Warriors. Hi, Doc. I'm paying attention to class, I promise. All right, Waz, I'll let you I answer still, that. I, I, still got, I still got the Warriors winning the series. I think experience will win the day. The Memphis Grizzlies, they just, and some of their players are starting to be hobbled. I think experience and just the Warriors collective championship know-how will carry the day. They'll go into the conference finals. All right, that's called free game right there from Wozni. All right, Mike Boy raps, how are you gonna escape a whole Costco? Well, listen, he had his white privilege trump card. All right, never leave home without it. Okay. Yeah, I told you stuff like this was gonna start happening. Uh, the governor, Texas, is about to invoke war time powers. But well, that's what he's considering. Let's put up his picture full mass. Let's dive into this, all right? The governor of Texas is thinking about attempting to invoke war time powers and allowing state police to round up immigrants and send them to Mexico. According to the report, power is normally reserved for the federal government. So let me tell you what's happening right now. The governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, is considering invoking a wartime power that will make him the de facto president of Texas. And it will give him powers that actually far exceed what the president has over the United States of America. He will be in total dictatorship control of the state of Texas if he invokes this power. Nobody touches this, but he's willing to do it according to the narrative. Okay, this would be radical, um, legally dubious is what some are saying. The plan would involve invoking war powers and allowing state police to begin rounding up migrants and asylum seekers and then dispatching them over the board into Mexico. A moment when federal authorities are bracing for the number of migrant crossings to potentially triple in, in the summer. Prominent conservatives, including former high ranking members of the Trump administration are urging Abbott to take unprecedented measures. You see, I don't like what Abbott is doing. What Abbott is doing is immoral, it's wrong, it violates the common sense of good faith as it relates to being a public official. But once again, Abbott has put something on the table. Another Republican has put something on the table 
that's out of the box creative and the people who support him love it. Now, obviously I hate it, but these individuals are playing for keeps. All right, the plan constitutional experts say is loopy. Invasion scheme has little chance of surviving the legal challenge that would in all likelihood be launched instantaneously by President Joe Biden's Department of Defense. But that hasn't stopped Abbott from publicly insisting that he's exploring the idea in depth. So okay, all right, yeah, that's gonna save us. The Department of Justice to the rescue because they've rescued us from everything else, right? They have a great track record for filing a lawsuit and then the Republicans are just going to do the right thing because we have a Department of Justice. Nobody gives a damn about the DOJ anymore. You think Republicans care about the DOJ? The Florida governor, Ron DeSatan, has already created his own private police force. They got funding for it, it just passed. He got money for his own private police force in order to bypass the federal rule as it relates to those that serve in his state guard. Okay, he's already done it, it's a done deal. They're calling it a pilot program, but they're going to expand it. There's more here. According to a highly doubtful theory now being pushed in conservative circles, language in the constitution could be read to suggest that states, listen to this now, that states can assert war powers on their own if they are facing a foreign invasion. Doing so would allow Abbott to assume powers that are normally reserved for the federal government. This is something that I began studying when I was the Attorney General of Texas, Abbott said during a roundtable on Thursday. The operation as it would is to detain these people and deport them immediately. Did you hear what the man said? The man said, "Oh, you you thought I just started thinking about this. Hell, I've been thinking about this since I was the Attorney General. He already had a plan. Where are the Democrats that think this far in advance? The man has been considering making himself president of Texas since he was the attorney general. There's more. Abbott went on to say that he's fully aware he could be putting Texas police officers in legal jeopardy. The former head of Border Patrol sent his general counsel a memo saying it could expose law enforcement in the state of Texas to being prosecuted. You think he gives a damn? Abbott has already responded to the Biden administration's decision to resend Title 42 by introducing a commercial vehicle inspection policy at the border that upended international trade and prompted frantic negotiations with border Mexican governors to bring the inspection to an end. It was a high stakes gambit that uh, that dented the economy, but Abbott has been unapologetic about the fiasco. Now, let me remind you, in order to get around the federal government, this governor created a policy that inspected all shipments coming in from Mexico to Texas, which basically destroyed the supply chain, enhanced what we know as regional inflation, and it decreased the Texas economy by $100 million a day. Truckers literally had to go on social media and call him out on this, and he eventually changed course. You're talking about a man who's willing to lose in his state $100 million a day to make a damn political point. As I said, I don't like Abbott. 
Abbott is wrong, Abbott is wrong ethically, he's wrong politically, he's wrong as a human being. He's not a good person, not a decent guy, no one I wanna have a drink with. But damn, he's using every inch of authority he believes he has, he's using it. Wasney thoughts. You know, it's interesting you bring up the Democrats in this conversation and, and fundamentally they just can't could never bring themselves to do something like this. Cuz it's their belief that the system is perfect. The system is great, we just gotta use it better. Um, so the idea that they would go outside of it or skirt it, just look at how they treat the filibuster as if it's this sacred rule that oh, if you just don't do this, we might as well rip up the constitution. Um, when really it's just this you know, parliamentary freaking nicety that they go to as excuses to not deliver stuff to their people. Um, yeah, Democrats would, they just would fundamentally, they don't think like this. They're not built like this. They think the system is wonderful, just how it is. All the iniquities that the system produces, those aren't problems of the system. It's just little tweaks that we gotta do here and there. And so they, they would never behave like, like Abbott and DeSantis. Those guys are trying to one up each other to see how crazy and right wing they could possibly be. And then, you know, they're doing what they want. Yeah, farewell said. San Jose Police Department. Officer was allegedly completely intoxicated while he was investigating the crime scene of a baby kidnapping. This was announced Tuesday by San Jose Police Chief. Let's put up a picture of the chief. San Jose Police Chief Anthony Mata apologized to the family of the kidnapped three month old baby. In his apology, he said, and I quote, when any officer tarnishes the badge, we all suffer the consequences. Additionally, he expressed how disappointed and dismayed by the unnamed officer's conduct he was. Now, it's important to note, they're not naming this cop, all right? I get to that in a minute. The SJPD launched an internal affairs investigation on April 26th, and the officer was placed on administrative leave. The chief pledged to conduct a full investigation into the, into the officer's actions before, during, and after the baby kidnapping incident, okay? The officer raised the suspicions of an FBI agent who was also at the crime scene where baby Brandon is pronounced KR was kidnapped from his grandmother's apartment in San Jose on April 25th. The FBI agent reported his suspicions to the officer's department. Let's put up a picture of the baby, okay, that's baby Brandon, thankfully. Baby Brandon was found safe five miles away 20 hours later and three suspected kidnappers have now been arrested. The drunk officer was assigned to campus the neighborhood, find witnesses of the kidnapping and evidence. Once again, he was drunk. Uh, more from the press conference, the SJPD's police chief and assistant chief were peppered with questions from reporters at Tuesday's press conference. Why did it take an FBI agent to say this guy is drunk? Assistant police chief, let's put his picture up. Paul Joseph, he actually answered the reporter, all right? He said, and I quote, that is a valid question and part of what we need to investigate. <laughs> yeah, it's your good old boy system, uh, detective, uh, assistant chief. Uh, I can crack this case for you. Your cops are part of a culture 
that says we don't tell on cops that commit crimes or violate the policies for community safety. We, we, we don't do that here, that's why, all right? Uh, again, the drunk officer's name has not been disclosed. They're playing hide the pickle. Uh, and Joseph also declined to release the officer's rank. They don't even want to tell you what rank he had. They don't want to tell you uh, what position he held. They, they just want you to act as if uh, this person really doesn't exist. We're gonna hide him. Let me tell you why that's problematic. Who pays the cops? You do. It is a government position funded by the taxpayers. That position is public for a reason. Okay, um, let me go back in time a little bit to another cop. Let's put up his picture, same department. This happened weeks after another SJPD officer, 24 years of age, Dejon Packer was found dead in his home from a fentanyl drug overdose. The assistant chief Joseph said the department will have to negotiate with the officer's union to reverse a current contract provision, preventing officers from being obligated to comply with random drug and alcohol testing. This is why people do not like the police. You do realize if you work at a fast food restaurant, you gotta be drug tested. You know that? To work at the post office, you gotta be drug tested. To be a police, it's illegal for the police to drug test you because you have some contract by way of the union, who in the hell made that rule? Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work. Of course, you can find me at Big Waz, B-I-G-W-O-S on every single social media platform. Uh, check out what we're doing at The Ringer, um, NBA, pop culture, all of that stuff. And subscribe to the Woke Bros, check out Rebel HQ stuff coming out all the time. Take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.